You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Welcome to episode seven, where we will be talking about priorities and determining what really matters. This is a tough one because there are so many awesome things that could take our time and our attention. Some of us have so many friends and so many opportunities that it's just really hard for us to weed through and figure out what do we keep and what do we get rid of. Uh, Sometimes for me, I feel guilty if I make the priorities that I think are best for me, but it excludes some activities or some people. Um, Sometimes I think I have to do it all, and I think that's where a bunch of us get stuck, where we just think, I have to do it all. I wanna do it all, so therefore I will try. And um, there was this conference, I don't even remember where I was at, it's been quite a while now, but I remember taking notes and it being really impactful for me where we were talking about priorities and how to figure out what really matters and how do I make some changes. And so they asked us to get out some pieces of paper and to write some things on there and then to gradually eliminate some of them. So I've taken that idea and modified it a little bit. And if you're listening on the podcast and you're not seeing the video and you don't have paper in front of you, you can think through some of this. You don't have to have it on paper. However, if you were to do this exercise later on your own and put it on paper, you're going to find that it's so much more meaningful if you can visually see how you can make decisions, how visually you can see that sometimes you have to remove something from your life, remove something from your list of to-dos in order to focus on what really matters. And ultimately, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. And I know I tell myself that and then I get in the middle of it and I still feel guilty. So I am right with you on this. I totally get it. But just to know that we're in that process of discovering that what matters for me and what's important for me is what I need to focus on and it is nobody else's business really what's happening in my life if it means I'm trying to focus on what really matters I know that sounds harsh but it's really true when it comes to figuring it out so if you are following along and you want to go ahead and do this exercise right now do it otherwise um, if you're sitting somewhere and you're listening on your smartphone and you want to go ahead and open up notes and just write a list of six things otherwise grab six pieces of paper could be scrap paper could be a napkin could be a sheet of blank paper could be a gum wrapper for all I know Um, so whatever you have although I don't think you're gonna be able to choose six pieces of gum right now so Go ahead and grab some scrap paper. And I'm going to ask you to list some things. So sometimes we think we really want something. We really want a job. We really want a promotion. We really want a new smartphone or smartwatch or a car or a house. And we don't really think about what we have to sacrifice in order to make that happen. For me, getting a different house would mean figuring out how to work different hours, more hours, and that would take me away from the people that I want to be with right now. So if I have to work more hours to make more money or work a different job to make more money to achieve that thing that I think I want so much, I don't know if it's worth the trade-off. 
and this helps you figure it out. So um, what I want you to do on those six pieces of paper is list the things that I'm gonna talk about right now. Now, you might need some moments to figure it out. So good news, you're on video or you're on a podcast or you're reading on the blog and you can go ahead and pause and figure out what you wanna write down and then move on. So get the pause button ready if you need to so that you can do this. So what I want you to do on the very first paper is write God and my relationship with Jesus. God and my relationship with Jesus. Now if that makes no sense to you at all, that's okay. We'll get back to that. But I want you to have that on one of the pieces of paper. The second piece of paper that you grab, I'd like you to write the names of your children. If you don't have children, write the names of your pets or somebody that matters a lot to you. So it could be um, something else. So if you don't have children, figure out something that's really important to you and write that there instead, because that's okay. Um, okay, so that was number two. On paper number three, this is sort of similar in that I want you to write the name of someone that really matters to you as someone you love deeply. And for many of you, that is going to be a spouse or a significant other. For others of you, if you don't have a spouse or a significant other, there are other people in your life that matter to you a lot. So you might have something similar for number two and number three. It's okay. They just have to be different from one another. So um, it could be your best friend or your your um, parents or sister or something like that, okay? So those two have to do with people in your life. Number four, I would like you to write down a hobby or activity that you enjoy. Hobby or activity that you enjoy. It can be anything. It has to me be meaningful to you, so it's gonna be very individual for you. Number five, I would like you to write down an activity that you do that takes a lot of your energy. Now this could be good or it could be bad, it could be something you hate or it could be something you love, but an activity that you do that takes a lot of your energy. And number six, the last piece of paper, write down something you would buy for yourself if you had an unlimited supply of money. Okay, so on your six pieces of paper, you should have God in my relationship with Jesus, the names of your children, or some other significant person in your life. Number three, the name of someone who matters to you or someone you love deeply, could be a spouse, significant other. Um, number four, a hobby or activity you enjoy. Five, an activity that you do that takes a lot of your energy, good or bad. And number six, something you would buy for yourself if you had an unlimited supply of money. Okay, so here's where it gets tough and it's all imaginary. So if you think this is cheesy, I'm okay with that, okay? I just feel like this was very significant for me so I wanna share it with you. Okay, so, I want you to imagine that you become terribly sick, that you're, you're physically, you're, you're really sick, you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you it's serious and he or she says, you're going to have to give up something for the sake of your health. So what I want you to do is arrange your six pieces of paper or look at the list that you have in front of you or the mental list that you made. And I want you to pick one thing from that list that you would remove. And I would like you to physically take that and crumple up that paper because there's something about doing this action that I think makes this really meaningful. So um, go ahead and crumple up one of your papers. Okay, so now you're left with five things in front of you. Maybe that decision was super easy because if on number five, if you wrote down an activity that you do that takes a lot of your energy, 
and you hate it, you probably crumpled up that one, okay? So um, that might have been easy or it might have been very difficult if you really liked the things you have on there. Okay, so number two, next up, I want you to imagine it's a couple of weeks later and you're really struggling to carry out your normal activities and you realize that you have to give up something else. Your health has not improved and you realize you cannot do it all. And so I want you to pick one more thing and I want you to crumple up and toss aside one more thing. So you're left with four pieces of paper in front of you. Now, some more time goes by and the doctor isn't sure about your prognosis and it doesn't look good and you have a lot on your to-do list. In fact, you have things on your to-do list that aren't even on the pieces of paper in front of you and you don't know what to do, but you do know that you are faced with a choice and you have to give up one more thing. So I want you to crumple up one more piece of paper. Now I'm gonna stop there. But when I did this activity, I had to keep going until I had one paper left in front of me. And that was so hard to have one because when I got to the final three where you're sitting right now, I started to get very emotional because there wasn't one of those things. I'm getting emotional talking about it right now on camera. Um, there wasn't one of those things that I wanted to eliminate. And if faced with it, when I was told I have to give up one more thing, um, it, it was hard because the act of crumpling it up was painful to me and to set that aside. So I'm not gonna make you do that. However, I want you to imagine what it would be like if you had to get down to one thing. Now you're probably wondering why I asked you to write God on one of the papers, to write God in my relationship with Jesus. For some people, God, Jesus are a part of everyday life. And for other people, it's just not something you think about. And so for you, it may have been when it would be your last paper left and for others it might be the first one gone because it is wherever you are and you might say, well, I don't really have any connection to God so I, I can give that one up right away. It really depends on where you are. And the only reason that I wanted you to include that is because sometimes when we're faced with a choice and we have to eliminate something and we have to simplify and we have to figure out what really matters, it shifts and sometimes there's this moment where I see that piece of paper and I think, huh, I don't have any connection to God right now, but I'm wondering if I got down to the very last one, if I would really hope I had a connection with him because I don't know what I would have left. So I, I give you that one as something to just think about because for me, I feel like my faith in God is what holds me together when everything else falls apart. And there's a story of a man in the Bible named Job who everything did fall apart. He lost everything. And I can't imagine what that would be like. This activity is just for the purpose of figuring out what really matters. If I had to give up a fancy car, if I had to give up the thing I would buy if I had unlimited money, if I gave up my money so that I could be with my children or be with my family or be with my loved ones, all of those things, that thought process helps you to get to a place where you can figure out what really matters for you. And if your next step is figuring out something in this whole process was really confusing, like you realized, I don't have a good relationship with my significant other and I just put that aside and I don't really have a desire to continue. Maybe that's something your next step is exploring. Why? Why don't I have that personal connection? Maybe for you it is exploring faith. 
Maybe it's asking, what would I change about my work so that I could actually spend time with the, the final, it's, I'm guessing you had people as your final three. That's very typical, um, but maybe not. But what would you change about your work and your life and how you spend your money and everything in order to get down to what really matters? So that's some heavy stuff to talk about. Uh, it really puts life and death on the line sometimes for us, but sometimes it's important to talk about heavy stuff in order to figure out what really matters. It, I want to let you know that I am here for you to reach out. If you do this type of an exercise or the goal setting like we talked about in the last episode, and you get to the end of that and you think, ugh, I just want to talk to somebody please contact me because I wanna be here for you. This is about a conversation with each other. And even though you're not sitting right in front of me, I'm looking into a camera as I talk and I'm seeing your face. And I'm thinking about you and I'm praying for you. So that is how we figure out our priorities in life. In our life repurpose section, I wanna talk about do I have too much? Now, we have talked about this in another episode, and I totally understand that, but this connects to the activity that we just talked about in the first part of this episode, where we look at what really matters. And when it comes to possessions, we have a very similar challenge in that we could think of a hypothetical question of, if I lost everything that I own, what would be the thing that I would miss the most? If I lost everything in a fire, I lost everything in a flood, it was all taken away, are there a couple of things that I would wish I still had or do I have a lot of stuff that I wouldn't miss at all? Sometimes we get, I've said this before, we get so bogged down in too much excessive stuff and we don't know where to begin. And so once again, we're going to revisit this idea of could I get rid of some things and have more peace in my life? Um, sometimes we hold on to things because we wasted a ton of money on it and we feel buyer's remorse, but we feel like if I spent this much money on this thing, I'm gonna have to keep it. And there's absolutely no reason for that because if you were to get that out, you're opening the cupboard, you see that thing every day and every day you're met with the reminder, I wasted my money on this, why did I buy this? I, I don't even know what I wanted it for. Every day you're reminded of that. If you were to get rid of it, you donate it, you sell it, you get rid of it, you no longer have that thing facing you every single day. You just move on from it and you say, okay, I made a dumb decision and I'm moving on. That's why purging can be so valuable because you get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm only surrounded by the things that I am happy I bought and I wasted some money, but it's okay, I've moved forward. So what if you had to get rid of 75% of your stuff? What if just like the paper challenge we just took, you had to go through and you had to pile up 75% of your stuff and you could only keep a little bit. What would really matter? And what would you miss the most? And typically we don't miss the things we think we're going to. And actually when we get rid of things, uh, for me there's this fear, like what if I need it again? Um, it's almost an anxiety sometimes of like, ah, oh, I think I'm gonna need that for something. It's happened to me once or twice. I've gotten rid of something and I've thought, oh, I really could have used that. I wish I had one. Well, it's not the worst thing to buy it again if I think I'm really gonna use it a lot. If it's a one-time thing and I wish I hadn't gotten rid of it, 
I could borrow from a friend. And some things, it just doesn't matter. I just come up with a plan B and I didn't need it. So if you're like me, afraid of getting rid of things, I want you to focus on the freedom that you will get from getting rid of instead of from keeping. Now, um, one of the challenges I have for you is you think about prioritizing. You know, it's overwhelming if you have a lot of stuff and you think, I don't even know where to begin going through. I encourage you to start off your 2019 here. We're only in January. So start off with a list of all the areas and rooms that you would clean out. So like every closet or kitchen general, kitchen cupboards, um, storage areas, and prioritize based on where you want to start and I would encourage you to have days or hours or whatever you need set aside to gradually work through getting rid of some things in those. If it's too much for you to think of spending a whole day doing it, do it in progression. And I did this in our house where I just gradually went through a couple closets here and there, a few things. I'm still doing it. Like I'm on round two. I'm going back through again because after a while it starts to feel really good and you think, oh, I actually could get rid of more. So um, make that list and make this a priority this year of decluttering. Why? Because the more stuff you have, the more overwhelmed you have. And it's, like I said before, it's not just the stuff, sometimes it's our schedules, but if you can start with the stuff, it makes it easier to focus on what you really need to focus on. So you might wanna come up with a creative way of representing it. I've seen lists you can download off the internet where you can list all the things you get rid of or uh, 50 things in 50 days and you make a little chart and you color in the boxes or whatever you need in order for you to visually see it if that's what you like or just take pictures of the piles that you load into your car to take to the thrift store to donate and just later on look through all the pictures of how much stuff you got rid of. Whatever it is, it's just a challenge I'm issuing to you to start off this year with a brand new focus on what really matters. So does any of this matter? Well, yes, it does because a majority of us, like I said, do feel overwhelmed. And when you can begin with making some of these changes, then you're gonna feel better about other areas in your life too. So I'd love to hear about your journey. Send me an email or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. And I would love to hear about how you're purging and get, getting rid of things in order to focus on what really matters. In our final section, I wanna talk about recommended reading. I always like to give you something. So if you're someone who likes to read, um, I wanna give you some resources. I thought about recommending uh, Marie Kono's book about the magic of tidying up. I can't remember the actual name of it, I'm sorry. Um, I've, I've read parts of the book and I've read two of her other books. And um, there are some great takeaways there, some good ideas. There are some other things where I'm like, yeah, that's just not me. So some people really love the book and it's really fun, um, but I, I just don't have like this personal relationship with my stuff where I would be like, do you bring me joy? No, you don't bring me joy. So that, that is one way of doing some eliminating. But anyway, I wanna give you a resource. I listened to this audiobook and I love to go on the library website and get audiobooks for when I'm too busy to read books. So I listen in the car when I'm going somewhere, I listen when I'm out on a walk. So I read The More of Less, Finding the Life You Want Under Everything You Own 
and this is by Joshua Becker. Joshua uh, tells his personal story of how he was getting everything out of his garage to reorganize. And you've probably done this where you get everything out and then you just put it all back and it all is neat and tidy and it's in baskets and everything, but you didn't get rid of anything. And he had this moment where he's like, why do I have all of this stuff? And it started a journey of getting rid of some things. And one of his subheadings that he has in the book is don't settle for more. And you've probably heard of don't settle for less. And he says, don't settle for more. The book cover says most of us know we own too much stuff. We feel the weight and burden of our clutter and we tire of cleaning and managing and organizing. While excess consumption leads to bigger houses, faster cars, fancier technology, and cluttered homes, it never brings happiness. Rather, it results in a desire for more. It redirects our greatest passions to things that can never fulfill, and it distracts us from the very life we wish we were living. Live a better life with less. The book promises to help you recognize the life-giving benefits of owning less, Realize how all the stuff you own is keeping you from pursuing your dreams. Craft a personal, practical approach to decluttering your home and your life. Experience the joys of generosity and learn why the best part of minimalism isn't a clean house, it's a full life. So minimalism is a word that scares some of us because we picture stark nothing. And that's not true. Minimalism is just owning the minimum that I need. So for me, the minimum is different from your minimum. So I have, you can see behind me, I have lots of decorations in my house. They just mean something to me. And they're, they're less than what I probably had at one point in my life. But minimalism for me is having just what I need. So if you want to learn more about Joshua's journey and get some really practical tips, then I encourage you to pick up The More of Less. And that is from 2016 by Joshua Becker. So that is my resource for today. If you're looking for finding links and show notes, you will find a post on my website at michellerayburn.com slash seven for episode seven. So just slash seven, really easy to find. You will also find other resources on my website. You'll find my books. You will find links to my social media channels where I would love to hear from you. So stop by and say hello. Have a nice day. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com.